Star Wars fans and Roll the Galaxy fans. This week it's chapter 201. We want to thank you guys for listening to chapter 200 for us. All the special guests we had. It was awesome. It was a fun marathon episode that I know Joe split into three episodes. So if you haven't heard that yet, go check them out. It was really a lot of fun. And as you guys can tell, it is not Joe hosting this week. It is me, D-Doc. And uh, we're just here to have some fun this week because we had Star Wars Celebration, all of the news from Star Wars Celebration, and we just had a pretty incredible episode of The Mandalorian. So right now we're live on YouTube, and if you guys are listening to the recording of this podcast, we have been going live on YouTube at 9 o'clock on Thursday nights, just an easier way to interact with some of you guys, if you join in and want to talk to us, leave comments, whatever, you know, it's a lot of fun. So we have been going live lately. So check that out. We're live on YouTube and Twitter. So I'm going to go around the horn right now, see what's going on with the guys. Um, let's go with Brent first, actually. We're not going to go in alphabetical order. We're going to go B to A instead. So Brent, what's yeah. going on? So I listen to myself. And I mean, if you ever listen to yourself, you really hate the way that you sound. But I also felt like I was overly obnoxious during that 200 episode. Um, I feel like I cut some people off, cut some intro music off. I don't know. I was just kind of obnoxious. A little Got, got a little excited with the uh, 200 so I apologize I for the so. oh, I <laughs> I'll felt... cut you off. I didn't think so. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I was sat back and I was like, that dude, I would have punched that dude in the throat if I was li- like as a listener. So uh, no, I'm good. Uh, everything else is good. I just wanted to apologize about my obnoxiousness. What's up, Azalea? Hi, Azalea. They're saying hi to you. Can you say hi? Hi. Co-host Azalea has joined us. If you're watching us on uh, YouTube or Twitter. She always has to say hi. And she had T-ball tonight, just like uh, just like I did. It's yeah. great, That's right. It's great hitting the fields in the uh, springtime. It's like there's something about it. You got you got that sunset going down. I only played baseball for one year. Won the championship the year I, I did play. But I, I've, I've always loved the atmosphere of baseball. So it's good stuff. Alfie, how are you doing? We're doing good. Uh, like you said, uh, we came from the baseball field to here and – and I play baseball. And Azalea play plays baseball. baseball. She's trying to tell you that. But, um, you know, another good uh, week of Star Wars news. I can't wait to get into talking about it. And before we get started, uh, for those watching, I did make a visual for this. I saw Brent already <laughs> shaking his head. This is the sarcasm oh equals freaking awesome chart. And as it applies to Mando, you can see it's a pretty clear graph of 100%. Sarcasm rises. The awesomeness does too. <laughs> I mean, today was about I don't know four out of four out of ten. I think four out of ten is where I'd put it. 
Yeah, that sarcasm. I sometimes like sometimes I'll be reading stuff and be like, wait a second, is Brent actually serious? Or like because because I can tell when it's sarcasm and then like I'll start to second guess myself like halfway <laughs> through. I just watched like one. They keep actually going. heard that. What keep were you going. watching I, you, in the one, other room? One, what? one of your Sharon podcasts that you're doing right now. I watched. Once. So I saw could... it, so I was like, "That's my dad's podcast." Absolutely, That's awesome. we're rock and stars, right? <laughs> you're gonna be the podcast host next week. Do you want to be the host next week? Yes. Oh, geez, yeah, that'd be. <laughs> there's, only, there's only three of you. You have the same same stuff on. <laughs> I just watched like I ran out of you to get this to tell. <laughs> cool love it love it so celebration i can't even remember honestly what was it like three days ago i still can't remember i know that there's a lot but like hit me what is one of the topics i know i think one of the big ones is movies i mean yeah that's that's what i've been begging for so i think that's what we need to start with is uh we should probably start with the fact that daisy ridley is going to be coming back uh to Star Wars in a movie. What did did they did they give any teasers of the name of this movie? Like, or I think they just said the timeline just says the New Jedi Order. New Jedi Order. Yeah. So I mean, there's I've I've seen a lot of fans who are like mad because that's the story that Luke was supposed to get, and I guess he did in the EU. I, those are books that I haven't read yet. Um, what do you guys think about it? I mean, one comment that Joe had. Uh, Joe had sent some show notes over and he had said, why not just call this episode 10? Like, um, what What do you guys think about that? Uh, I'll let you start on it, Alfie. Quiet. Um, you know, there's a big part of me that's always going to be super excited about this. But yes, I do kind of feel like this is probably going to be how the fans of the EU, myself included, always pictured a sequel with luke yeah um and then you know i'm i've been very critical i know it does (laughs) (laughs) the truth is let free kids (laughs) say the darndest thing don't they (laughs) she did yeah it's not coffee in my stanley cup but um Smells like beer. <laughs> How do you know what beer smells like? <laughs> I am, you know, kind of happy to see them maybe pull in the reins of this w- one shot with the director and establish a timeline where we're going, you know, a little roadmap ahead. But then again, at the same time, like I said, I've been so critical of all these directors and scripts and all this. And it seems like, okay, the best after you fire all these people, you come right back around to what you probably should have done in the first place. Yep. Yeah. And I can't, I can't help but to think with uh, what Joe had said too, about why not just call it episode 10. I think they're trying to give Ray a chance to stand on her own away from being the person who completes uh, the entire saga. You know what I mean? Which I think like, if you can just <clears throat> say you're not a fan of the sequel trilogy, me, like they're not my favorite movies, but you know, I enjoyed them. There's aspects I didn't like about it. There's aspects I do like about it. 
So if you can just say like erase that, like we know Ray's story of how she got to here. This is a new standalone story. I think that it could be really good. And I think I would love to see the old, some of the old crew come back. I mean, it's crazy to call them the old crew. It's technically not the old crew. Cause when did rise of Skywalker come out like five years ago or whatever, like four years ago. So they're technically not the old crew, but I don't know. The, the, just with some of the reception and stuff. I, I think you would like it, Brent, right? I mean, anytime that you throw Daisy Ridley into this, or sorry, the character Ray, and bring the Ray back because of the way that you ended Rise of Skywalker, and she walks away and says that she's a Skywalker, everybody is going to be up in arms because it is episode 10. It's just a continuation of the Skywalker saga. You're not going to be able to make a breakaway, I don't think. It is the what the new Jedi Order would be the Luke. And if she was just a force sensitive Ray, I know I get on that soapbox, but it would it may have a different ring. But the one thing that I think I feel there was a lot of hate that was coming that was brought out by that announcement of that movie. Um the fan base really got misogynistic and attacking towards anybody that i don't know i think it's because the anti anti ray anti-sequel pro luke and you're just taking luke's story away and why are they letting ray have all this information or why this pollyanna whatever you want to call it, what is it mary sue um giving she has everything 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 just give her another story um there were a lot of comments that got turned ugly that um i don't agree with at all but i just know that i feel it came from that announcement of that movie turned turned some ugly comments um a couple of facebook groups that i follow because i'm more of the facebook i'm more of the old fuddy-duddy they banned people straight away from some stupid comments that people are making it, i mean it was i don't know did anybody else notice hate from that or not man i was here for on the internet for the phantom menace so it's i mean you know that's just part of the internet, is it? Guess, right? It goes, no, it's well, not at all. I guess it goes but, in ebbs and flows, though, right? So I feel like there's ebbs and flows of when things, when the nastiness comes about, and I feel like right around celebration, there was a lot of ugliness on the internet. And I get that, but on the flip side of it, and I'm not defending it in any way. You knew you were going to get that when, when you made that decision, for her to say that at the end. Yeah. Right, right, right. And I, and, I, just, and here's, I wish here's my big issue. I just wish that it. was different. I wish it was different too. I don't like, and this is something that's bugged me, and it's, it's really getting with me about the Mandalorian right now. Because with the celebration, you know, we, we had all this, you know, Thrawn's a big thing now, right? But 15 years ago, we they said, no, we're writing our own stories. All None of that stuff exists anymore. But here we are 15 years later, and it's like, you know, the Windows 95 celebration event about, hey, we're doing Thrawn. You guys excited <laughs> about that? Well, but you said that you're doing away with that and coming up with your own story. So, and then you <laughs> announced that your next movie is going to be basically Luke's New Jedi Order stories. And it's like, what happened to making your own story? At the same time, at this point in the fandom, the people that are offended and upset about that are the long timers 
I can tell you that there are people that I talk to about Star Wars that are big Star Wars fans that consume the Star Wars that have no idea about them saying that they're going away from the EU and not making them canon. There's a lot of people that just don't get in, that haven't got into that, that are into Star Wars. And I, I, I understand that's, you know, the, the two halves of, you know, the double-edged sword of being a Star Wars fan. Sure. There's going to be your casual fans. You know, it's just like people who are upset right now that, you know, there are people who don't like The Mandalorian because it is popular in the mainstream. Right. You know, so it's hard to please both sets. I would agree with you there. And I see both sides of it. Like I said, <clears throat> part of me is very excited. And the other part is like, wait a minute. Why didn't you just do this in the first place? Why go through all of this trouble and hassle to come right back around? I mean, if she, if the bad guys in the movie are the generic Yusong Vong or something, it spent 15 years to try to, to come up with this just to go all the way back. That's my point. At the same you time, they got for sure. They, no, I'm just saying the, they got to test the waters. You got like you want to create and put your own stamp on something. It's like um, when you buy a sports franchise, they want to change the logo and try to change the culture and change the logo. They're trying to change the direction of what was going on because they bought it. They wanted to make it and they wanted to put their stamp on it. So, you know, that it's distinctly that they go through the process. They have one movie that got people excited albeit some people thought it was just a recreation of A New Hope, which it probably was. Then you go into a movie that all of the critics, that everybody who did all their panels said it was going to be great, and then he throws the lightsaber away, and everybody who is a fan thinks it's the dumbest movie ever and has turned this franchise and this fan base on its head, and they made a mistake. And what's wrong with changing back and saying, you know what, we made a mistake? They're never going to say that they made the mistake. No. No, but like, but I would feel better if they said that. If they came out and said, you know what, new ideas are hard. So we've just been mining, you know, the uh, the old scrapbooks here to come up with something better. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like if you follow their direction and their the way that they're producing and what they're doing, I think they're saying that without saying that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's how I took it. Is it's like, it's like this is our <clears throat> this is our new shot to basically you know, give Ray her due diligence. Cause I think Daisy is a good actress. And I think Ray is a cool character. You know, I love Ray as a character. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. We're, we're a Ray family here. You know, we're Kylo Ren and Ray all the way, but. I also think if the Mandalorian didn't get the traction that it's gotten, we wouldn't be getting all of this stuff as well. Right. So you're taking somebody, the Mandalorian's popularity is allowing for them to say, you know what, we might have to go and put these stories in because they're kind of controlling the narrative, they being Filoni and Favreau, whether you like them or not, whether you buy into the rumors or not, Filoni and Favreau are kind of controlling the Star Wars universe at the moment. Yeah, I honestly, the way I look at it, I think you should just look at Star Wars as Hogwarts and every fandom section of star wars is either slytherin or gryffindor or ravenclaw or whatever like if you like high republic that's cool i never even read anything about the high republic but i see like pictures of jess at you know celebration and she has all these guys with her like love high republic which i think is cool like that's fine i'm i don't know if i'm ever going to read any of that stuff or or like you know i will watch it like visual i'm kind of like visual with you brent like i'll watch it 
but I don't know anything about the high Republic at all. Like you, you can have your different sects of fandom in this bigger picture that like things more and you, you're still going to sell movie tickets, you know, but like, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a, a very good spot to uh, restart and build off of. Mm -hmm. I think it's a smart place to start. Yeah. And, and I really would not be surprised to see her movie be more of like a Mandalorian um, type of story where she's more off way out on her own to where they don't have to include so many people from the, the cast of the sequels or really touch on what happened afterwards. I think it would be, it could actually be more of an interesting movie if we just focus on the new Jedi order in, you know, uh, some big new enemy. The only problem that I have with that, and I'm cool with that, in a way, but my fear is if you do that, you lose what I feel is one of the core, one of the core things that Star Wars has, no matter what you talk about it. And that's that idea of that either found family or family aspect or that family becomes a, to me a very big theme if you look at it and right. and having that group. Right. So the found family of the original trilogy people, um, the family of rebels, um, the brother, the brother relationship in clone wars those the family relationship family dynamics if you take her and shove her away obviously you'll create that family atmosphere hopefully by whoever she's recruiting right she'll bring in and build that family up if it's done right but i fear that you'll lose some of that family aspect and see i fear that you'll make another episode one where you're bogged down in the story by trying to explain why the galaxy is so drastic and how it works. Whereas if she's just off, you know, in the, uh, some new Jedi temple, you know, in the outer rim, Hey, we can have little blurbs like in the Mandalorian story about, Hey, this is the new Republic. What's going on. This is the Imperial remnants can wash up against, you know, different storylines, but never have to be centered, you know, in, you know, Coruscant and you have to explain how this bureaucracy works. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. So, and there was, um, well, I, I think we've hit some good points on this, uh, Ray movie. We could move on to the other two, uh, movie announcements. Uh, the other one was, uh, James Mangold, which is going to be a movie about what is it like 20,000? Like it's going to be about the first Jedi, the first Jedi, much. the dawn of Jedi. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. Who I think should be cast as Christian Bale. That's my guy who I think should be the first Jedi because Christian Bale has said he wants to be in a star Wars movie. Picture that man with a beard. It would be pretty much just like Batman begins. Like, yeah. There's no doubt about it, but like, I think he would be a great Jedi. That's like the guy I went with. Who knows? It could be a girl who they choose for the first Jedi too. Like you never know, but like my casting idea that I have for the first Jedi, Christian Bale or Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm going big. Those no. are A-list. Those are oh, A-list. Oh, I, I at this point, I don't think DiCaprio is in any, anymore. But he does put oh, people in the seats. He, he is does two put, A's. He does put people in the seats, and people will go watch. But I like he's getting old. I don't know if he's still the draw. I <laughs> yeah. would say Shia LaBeouf, but he went bat 
crap crazy there too it's after dark you can say shit <laughs> yeah that, i mean he went dark. crazy for a hot minute um i'm trying to think uh who's the dude from um goose goose's kid from maverick um miles uh, miles teller teller yep philly guy but it's i feel like and i what i really like is when star wars finds people that you don't know daisy ridley was unknown um mark hamill was essentially unknown um let's go with who else um hayden christensen was pretty much unknown um (laughs) i was just reading it sorry i got distracted by your little posts up there like i like when they find somebody who's the unknown actor and then turn them into something so yeah, sure. but that's no fun for speculation. But it is though. Like it, you, you just pull somebody. Like you create somebody. You create somebody. Okay, so career. I want the first Jedi to be me then. <laughs> so <laughs> why can't it be a Wookiee Jedi though? It could be because then the entire movie would have to be in subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have a lisp if you listen to one of the books. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and and I mean Lucasfilm must be happy with the Indiana Jones movie that Mangold is coming out with uh because, you know, the that's this Mangold movie seems like a surefire thing to me. I'm going to say. I think the Ray movie is going to happen as well. Why? And I think all three of these lock it down. I think all three of these movies are happening because the third <laughs> one the third one is Filoni, and it's him doing what I've been begging for on this podcast is it's Filoni wrapping up all of the storylines we're seeing on TV, which then makes me think, what the hell is Disney Plus going to do with Star Wars after all of this? Because they like, started talking. They, they started talking about that in 2020. I, At that Founders Day event or whatever, the Investor Day event, they said that there'll be a culminating project. Yeah, but I figured they were going to milk the Mandalorian and the Ahsoka show. And if the skeleton crew is popular, like I figured they were going to run this on Disney Plus as long as they can. Because when you say Disney Plus just switches to like, you know, for a little bit after all is said and done after this Filoni movie, like I'm looking far into the future here. But after the Filoni movie dust has settled and everything like that, it's like you need to keep live action Star Wars on there or you're going to be losing some people. Like I have friends who only watch The Mandalorian. That's the only reason they have a Disney Plus subscription. They will not watch The Clone Wars. They're like they're going to watch the Ahsoka show because they think she's cool. All they know of her is the Rosario Dawson character, though. So like it's they they need to keep you know that they, they can't end everything with this movie like uh, i don't know are you creating the mcu here with with these storylines that's the question i guess is ray going to tie into these storylines for the future because everybody's like guessing oh well grogu's going to be 98 years old when ray is uh you know running her academy so grogu's going to be able to talk and he's going to be an adult now and he ray is probably going to train grogu you know like those are all the theories i'm seeing online. until grogu dies on next week <clears throat> no way no way he's gonna try to he's gonna get too big for his britches in uh ig12 and he's gonna get sliced in half by the dark saber 
I bet he uses the dark saber. Oh. If that boy uses the dark saber, and if you've already got that in there, stop planting that seed and nugget of your spoilers. No, I don't know that. No, that's that's just my thought. You know, if you think back to the season finale with IG Eleven and how awesome it was, the way he was on the speeder, twisting mm-hmm. and turning. Could you imagine Grogu with the dark saber doing that, just causing absolute chaos? Not like being <laughs> good at awesome. it at all. You know, right. not being good, just saying, you know, he picks it up and he's just twirling around. All right. So that was the nugget segue. We got to go back to some celebration talk. Sorry. That was got sidetracked. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So the three movies, pretty much we <laughs> hey, have, uh, they're going to happen. Hey, hey D hey, Doc, if I know you in 2029, we'll see if they still happen. You'll know me. We're, I think we're still going to be doing the podcast. We're going to be doing, uh, we're going to be doing our, uh, what What would that be? Like, uh, I don't know. Whatever, you know, 1,000 <laughs> episodes, you know? Yeah, we'll still I be doing it. I think the Daisy Rid- Ridley movie is probably a lock. I don't think you sign her up and trot her off in front of an audience and then cancel the movie at some point in time. Yeah, Not saying that it can't happen, but I'd say as a company, you kind of got to honor that bet right there. How about them bringing up Rogue Squadron with Kathleen Kennedy again? And she's like, just let it's it still, die. It's still like in talks. It's like, Can we talk about that every once in a while. Uh, yeah. It's <sighs> like every guest we have on always brings up. I, I've noticed this throughout our podcast. Any special guest we always have on, everybody saw that teaser trailer for that movie. And, and, and it's just not happening. Patty Jenkins is like, she has she even said anything about it ever since? She was probably sitting on her couch and saw that like article and was like, what the hell? Like that's been done for two years now. Like just because, like, but the idea is still there. I mean, it really just because it's on be a shelf doesn't it, mean it's done. It would be right. Because it's like the easiest thing in the world. How, I don't know how you screwed that up to begin with. You have an ungodly amount of comic books novels and like three video games to to plagiarize and you've already shown that you're willing to do that with kenobi so i mean the sky's the limit just start reading a little bit and writing it down yeah i mean yeah and just because it's again it's it's in it's in production hell right it's in purgatory but just because it's in production purgatory doesn't mean that it's gone bye-bye I would have liked if Kathleen Kennedy, when they brought that up to her, if she just said, "We're yeah, you know, that was a project in the past, but we're not going to talk about that. We're talking about what we have locked down right now. There you no, go. You never, you never say never because you never right. know when it's going to come back off the shelf. And somebody, some mystery invite, some mystery investor says, you're making this movie and pulls off and says, here's a hundred million dollars. I'm going to fund it. <laughs> when the, the script writer for Kenobi, who, plagiarized Jedi Fallen Order is playing the Rogue Squadron game and says, hey, you know what? This would this is a really fun game. This would be really cool to be like a, a series. We, we did pretty good the last time we did that. Let's do it again. Right, because what was it, 13 years or so? Because like, that was in production hell, but it finally got turned into something. Not what anybody wanted, but it got turned into something. 
Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. So, I mean, if anything, this season of Mando is showing what you can do to make the, like, we're getting so many different angles of ships that make them feel so real in the Mandalorian this season. You're seeing like the wings shaking as they're, as they're entering the atmosphere, you're getting the rain on the windshields and stuff like that. Like, it's like, look at Top Gun Maverick, how well that did in theaters. Take Top Gun Maverick and put it into Star Wars. Like it's it's easy. And you can also have non-force users too. Those guys who are just those guys who are part of the rebellion helping out in it, you know, if we're going to go back and and make it like an old school movie that happened during the times of the old movies, which I think would be badass. I think you could technically take a crew and put them into the plot lines of the original trilogy. They 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 were just guys who were flying on ships doing whatever, and joined in on it. I don't know. That's uh, literally Rogue Squadron. Yeah, yeah. But I'd they see, were I didn't s- read the book, but that's they, like, right. But they were going to set the Rogue Squadron in the post <laughs> in the Mando idiots. Why would you do that? <laughs> because they wanted to move on and they wanted to advance it. Because Star Wars wanted they wanted to put their stamp on it and, and make that's it. That's what I'm saying. They're idiots. I know. Even considering I'm, that. Well. Well, God, I mean, I, I mean, they are the ones that are making millions sitting there making and controlling our fandom. And I get that. So <laughs> but why make millions when you can make billions? I'm going to go Dr. Evil here. <laughs> One billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> we th- now out of celebration, was there like any other news that you guys had seen? I didn't watch any of the live streams of of celebration. Uh, I just I don't know why I just didn't watch any of it. We had a crap ton of trailers. Uh, the acolyte. Oh my god! Skeleton crew. Uh, two Ahsoka trailers. Hold up. There was an. Oh well. Okay. So the skeleton crew. That one was a leaked one, right? That one wasn't actually pro- like promoted. Yeah, that was just attendees. Uh, Still images, mm. right? No, and then- I, I shared the. I didn't share the video. <laughs> Sure, you didn't. <laughs> but no, you, yeah, the trailer leaked. The bootleg, okay. Yeah, the bootleg version. And the Acolyte had still images. That's all I saw. I didn't get there. So I'm sure they was li- I'm sure it was leaked. I it also was leaked. I also didn't watch the Mando preview at the other celebration until it was actually legit. So Ahsoka, we can talk Ahsoka because I have should watched we, that one. Should we, um, should, do you want me to bring up the trailer onto the screen here? And do you want to chop it well, up a little bit? And, so and... Uh, there might be some copyright issues with that. Well, um, I, you can. We did it. We've done it on here. We did it with the Mando. Um, we did it with the Mando one. Joe did it through Zoom. Right? Right out there. Yeah. yeah that, right. That's not live on StreamYard. There's a little bit of different. There's a little bit of different uh, legalities involved. I and think as long as you pause it every fifteen seconds or so, you're good. If you want to pull it up, you can. I mean, like I'm a I'm a fan of it. There's what are they gonna of- do? Put us in YouTube jail? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I I know that people do it. Go for it then. Plus. If you get copyright strikes, all it is is they just don't allow the video to monetize. I, right. I learned that lesson the hard way pretty recently. Hmm. <laughs> Look at this. Doobie Dave 51. I won't tell. That's my old YouTube account. That's my brother. What's up, bro? 
Oh, he's asked, right, because you said you finally, after, what, two years now, he finally listens to you? Yep, he finally listens. And you know what it is? Is I when, I when I first started this podcast, I would push him to listen. And I think when you push people to do something, sometimes it makes them not do it. And now all of a sudden... Especially your brother. <clears throat> yeah. And all of a sudden, a couple weeks ago, I get a text from him. Hey, this Steve Glossin guy is pretty hilarious. I'm just like, oh, you're listening. He is... He's, he's a Glossin fan. He is a trip. He's great. And to see him turn to a little puppy dog when Mark uh, Thompson was on and not want to do it. And then as soon as Dave Jones was on, it was like, hey, put another picture up there. Kick it, Doobie Dave. Off <laughs> Doobie my Dave. That was me, Doobie Dave 51. I made that name like when I was in like eighth grade. And I didn't even know what Doobie was. A lot of that people sounds like me. an eighth grade name. That that sounds like an eighth grade scream name. Yeah. Are right, we gonna well, get this up soon? Yeah, give me a second here. What Hold are we on. watching? You guys, Ahsoka? You guys Ahsoka. talk about something while I'm trying to dial this up. You guys can just talk amongst yourselves about something. <laughs> are you getting a little verklempt? Uh, I gotta so add a me. Anything else I'm other thinking. than Ahsoka? Any other like what? What came out of the acolyte that you know of? It was looked like uh, some Padawans meditating. And then a Jedi, you would assume, and a dark side user kind of fighting like Kung Fu style, but with the force also. It looked, you know, it was like 30 seconds of footage, you know, right. two scenes basically. Um, Have you seen, so speaking of, and so you're talking Acolyte, and I was like, I, I'll, I'll, I haven't seen the previews, but I have seen the young Jedi stuff. I think yeah. you shared it or D-Doc shared it. Mm -hmm. That looks like it'll be a fun little cartoon. You know, I, I agree. Uh, Zelia's really excited about that one. Um, I think, you know, most of the content that Disney has put out on their channel has been pretty good. We really liked Forces of Destiny. We liked the, uh, what is it? the What was the Creatures one? Oh, I know what you're talking about. The one that actually got the David, that the whole uh, Steve Glosson bit going when yeah. we started talking about that one. That one was, you know, enjoyable. I mean, granted, they're for children. So, I mean, it's really, you know, we're not going into it expecting like Darth Revan or anything, but, um, you know, they're fun. But so you talk about, you talk about uh, products and pushing things. Um, when I went to Orlando, I flew into the Orlando airport um, two weeks ago for my spring break, my dad lives in that area. So we flew into the Orlando airport. There's a Disney store right off, you, mm -hmm. right off the airport. I walked into the Disney store and there were 75 lightsabers of all different colors. And they were all labeled young Jedi adventures. So they were like, there was an orange one. There was a purple one. There was a blue, there was the green. They were of all different colors. So Interesting. they are definitely trying to market and push that thing. Um, they should. I mean, it's aimed, you know, I say, I say all the time, I cannot believe that they own their own, you know, network and they don't push like the mission fleet, which is geared for children. Right. You have your own network that shows toy commercials all day long and you have a, a toy line that is geared towards children and you don't advertise it. Like literally no one knows that that line exists. All right, I have this, guys, just so you know. I'm going to add it in there. <clears throat> and also, I, I mean, 
Alfie, I know you have a kid around the same age as mine. It's like now they just started uh, Spidey and his amazing friends. And also shout out to Dr. Squatch, one of our best uh, YouTube watchers ever since we started going live. And one of my favorite uh, profile pictures there. It's yeah, that's a good one. Um, <clears throat> uh, Spidey and his amazing friends is like. I, I remember when that came out and I'm like, this is what I've been saying Star Wars should do. You make a kids based show that's like Paw Patrol style almost, but you add these heroes in it. And guess what? They sell all their own merch for that stuff. They have a little Hulk. They have a little Green Goblin. They have they have Spidey. They have Miles Morales. They have Gwen in it. Like they have all the, the kid versions of it. Yeah, We so, know all about <laughs> Spidey and his amazing friends. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like. It, it was there for you, Star Wars, and they're finally doing it. So, all right, let's let's see this. Go ahead. Share screen. All right, can you guys see that? Look at that little view. Yes. All right, we're going to go full screen on it. Is that full screen for you guys? No, I can still see you guys, but I like it. Well, no, because last time when you did Ryan McGee, it went full screen and I couldn't see anything else in the 200th episode. Oh, yeah. I can see you guys as we react to it. Well, let me uh, we're going to we're going to roll through this. So I won't be able to see you guys. You guys just tell me when to pause at certain points and we'll uh, we'll check some of this stuff out. All right, where are we at right here, Alfie? Do you know what this is? It's got to be Lothal. I feel I, I felt like that was Lothal. It could be somewhere different, though. Yeah, I don't know. It looks a little sandy for Lothal, but you never know. And I think it's because you know how the mountains of Lothal are, are like that white sand that like, I mean, that's what I feel like. That's why I thought it was Lothal. Yeah. And the pillars look awesome, too. <clears throat> that's why the pillars look like those hills. They're not the hills, but they looked like the hills of Lothal. That's why I was thinking that. Just looks very Jedi to Something's me. Something's coming. Something. She's got the hood on, like uh, like at the end of the uh, Clone Wars. Mm, you mean Rebels, sir? Well, yeah, but uh, she was wearing the hood when she was looking at all of the um, Clone Trooper helmets. All of the uh, oh, you're talking Trooper. season seven? Yes. Yeah, but this is more like if you, I'll, I'll when you get to it, I'll explain. Dark. All right, pause that real quick. All right, so the Dawn of the Jedi, right? So somebody took a picture of the Dawn of the Jedi and the symbol of the Dawn of the Jedi, and they also took a picture of Luke sitting in Last Jedi, sitting on top of a mosaic, and they basically look the same. And when I looked at the Dawn of the Jedi mosaic and I looked at the Last Jedi mosaic, I don't know because there's a, there's a convenient shadow blocking this mosaic. And I know that he's talking to Azalea right now. But I was just curious, do you think that that possibly, because I feel like this is a this is a temple, this is Jedi in nature, is it possible that that's got like that Dawn of the Jedi, this is an early Jedi temple feel to it? I mean, <clears throat> from from seeing some of the Jedi temples in um, like the, the small amount, like I still need to finish the last season of Rebels, I'm an idiot, but... Um, the one up, like some of the stuff I've seen in Rebels with, when they've gone to those temples, like 
it definitely has those vibes and i'm really excited to see that in live action too honestly yeah like that it, i mean that lothal temple where they both have to sit there on the that medallion to open it um in like season two season one maybe even when yeah. yoda when uh ezra talks to yoda yeah and dr squatch i'll hike your profile picture all day i love it <laughs> all right and she's also like <clears throat> you you know we're, we're seeing like a little bit of uh live action force using that we've never seen before how, how she's using the force on her sabers to cut this open i mean ahsoka's badass and i mean they're gonna they're gonna definitely show that in this i sense it Also, her makeup looks awesome. Costume looks awesome. Looks even better than it has in the Mandalorian shows, in my opinion. <clears throat> this is a new beginning. We got a... Uh, lo- that's a uh, Loth cat, right? Yeah, there you go, D-Doc. We got a live-action Loth cat. Is it Loth cat or, or, or is Loth. it Loth cat? I call it because it's Lothal is how it's pronounced, so I always call it a Loth cat. I like it. I really, I really enjoy the live action Loth Cat. And also, Sabina has pretty long hair here. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there, there's like a lot of speculation of whether there's time because if you go back to Rebels, the end of Rebels, she has short hair when Ahsoka shows up and says, Are you ready to go? So is this post that meeting? So did this happen after that meeting? Did this happen before that meeting? Da 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 da. There's a lot of just because the hair is different. I think it's just the interpretation of the hair and I feel like it's gonna pick up from where Rebels left off. Yeah. <clears throat> I agree. Great great actress too uh, to play her. I mean it's like it's crazy. It's real. Some so what these are the same. Here? So these are the same guys that were on. Uh, it's not Cordova. Um, what was the name of the planet where we, we first? It yeah. starts with a C. Corvus. Corvus. It's Corvus. So these are like the ones that were protecting the magistrate mm-hmm. that she was fighting, and they said she said, "Where's Thrawn?" Am I correct, right? Alfie? Like that's what they look like. Yeah, they look like the HK series droids, but they also look like they're like souped up a little bit they're like a magna or a magna guard like a a souped up magna guard yeah and and this is where i need to take an opportunity to to say i don't like when lightsabers look like this when i where i pause this here i I feel like it looks like my force fx lightsaber like I, i want them to have that laser sword feel to them and i feel like when you and i i know like I know different lightsabers kind of have like different points to the end of them. And I've seen shots from this trailer where her lightsabers really do look like it. Like that was one thing when in Ahsoka's first episode in the Mandalorian, I just felt like her lightsabers did not look like real laser swords to me. I'll say like, and maybe I'm being like a little too, uh Oh, we got it. We got another guy in here. Let's add him in. There That's he is. Scary. That's scary. <laughs> now, Joe, you're gonna be in the panel here. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna host and I'm gonna throw you're gonna just chop it up with these guys. That's what we're gonna do this week. How's that sound to you? I love it. I, I like <laughs> not having to think about anything and just showing up. 
yeah well we'll just keep rolling and we're uh, how long have you seen us uh hitting this trailer so far do you, do you um, know where we're at no i was watching you before but i've been working on some other things so just hopping in on this so i'll just i'll just go with the flow all right beautiful well we're, we're chopping up ahsoka trailer right now and obviously we're at this scene with these droids and everything and we'll keep it rolling you guys tell me when to pause at any points alfie this is production value though right yes look at the phantom hold on i gotta try to pause it on that block stunt double right there all right. There's oh, our first shot. There of she Hera. is. Doesn't she look a little thinner to me? Like they're <clears> like I this is not like a sit here gonna be I'm gonna whine for a minute, but I still love the fact that she's in it. But she she looked just a smidgen off from what I was wanting her to be, I guess. She's been working out. She's a little bit thinner. Like I don't know. It's just that's just me. A, a little look. symbolism too with an empty co pilot seat, right? Thanks for bringing that up. That hurts. I mean, hmm. who else? Like, so they all broke off and went their own ways. So who would be with her? At least well, definitely not Kanan. Well, uh, no crab. I mean, could they? They could have had Jason in there. I bet he is in the final shot. Just my prediction. You mean the final shot of the show, or the final shot? No, of the, the final show? shot of the scene. Oh, okay. Hey, real quick, are they chasing a black and gray version of Captain America's shield being pulled by a ship there? I thought it was like a engine from like a pod racer. Kinda or something like, like, it. I look like it looked like an kinda, engine. Kind of looks like a some type of shuttle. You can see that fin like a Lambda shuttle, but it's so I'm not carrying it by cables. Right, that's I, I feel like it's like a barge towing a engine. That's what I'm that's what I meant. It's not like I don't think it's a pod racer. It looks like it's an engine that's being towed by this vehicle. Hmm. Chopper. First shot of him there, live action. And he makes chopper sounds. And that's too. not the first shot of chopper live action. Oh, that's true. Rogue one. First shot, Chopper talking for others. He talks in Rogue One. He actually beeps and he actually has the same sound. Yes, he does. <laughs> All right, we've got Balin here. Now, what are your thoughts on him? Have you guys read Alfie? the series about him? Uh, I don't know for sure. You know what I mean? With leaks, it's always hit or miss, and it can always be tweaked. But from what I'm reading, he's going to be a – Jedi that fled Order 66 to the Unknown Regions. Shocking. Another Jedi that survived. Which I don't think that's going to be true because that's that's too much on the nose for, again, plagiarizing Jedi Fallen Order. Do we, do we think in any way that Balin and his apprentice coming up here shortly, that they are taking the roles of anyone else? In other parts, just being renamed. Just say what you want to say that it's your girl and that this is Talon Card and that is Mara Jade. Just go ahead and say it. Talon Why are Card you beating? Wasn't a force user. I don't know. I feel like that's what he's trying to hint at. He's. I think he's hinting more at like Horus Saboas. Oh, J uh, Jaru Sabayas. Oh, however you say it, yeah. See, but who? More. But Sabayas didn't have an apprentice. Nobody could. You could just easily slide Mara Jade over into 
from the emperor to him. Yeah. Oh, look at her, man. <laughs> I mean, now I don't see know if you notice right there, she has a Padawan braid. You're right. I can see it. Uh, I don't know if you guys can see my for, mouse, but yeah, it's very uh, I'm, I'm blind as a bat. And two, she doesn't really do it like she does for me. I'm hoping that she's Darth Xana. Is is her last name Hottie? Xana. It's her last close name to is that. It's, I know you're making a joke, but yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, she would, she would do a pretty good. Yeah, nah, never mind. Anyways, let's all right, it's after dark. <laughs> All right, now who is she going after here? I mean, why is there not a Mon Calamari sitting in the Mon Calamari seat? Is this New Republic? Do you think? Like, am yes. I am my timeline stupid, or is like no? This is New Republic. Okay, so she's she's boarding a New Republic ship, and yep, she's and why do the sabers look orange? Because they are orange. Filoni why said it was the, done on purpose. Why are the sabers orange? Because they're not Sith. Ginger lightsabers, baby. You gotta love it. Ginger lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, look at that. That is that is pretty awesome looking. There's Lothal. There's uh, Ezra's, uh, whatever you call it, tower. And that's Sabine looking out over it, right? So that's awesome. Like, that's just straight out of the Rebels, and I love it. And that ship uh, is in Rebels, too, correct? That's yes. a Soka's ship, right? Well, it's a Jedi... Is it Consular ship? Yeah. Also like in the Clone Wars. Okay. Yeah, that's what yeah. she wrote in at the end of Rebels, if I'm not mistaken. Some X-Wings cruising with her. It's been a while. Things have changed. What ships are these? Hmm. I think they're the ships that of, uh, what's her name? Morgana? Is that her name? Is that the magistrate's name? Oh, the magistrate? Morgan Elsbeth. Interesting. I started all right. So, okay. So you're saying that those are the the ships of Homegirl, but then they cut to a picture of all of these New Republic leaders. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, not this, it's just a trailer. I know. I know. They They're not going to tell you exactly everything that happened. But, it, but they give me, like, those ships give me more of a rebel vibe than they do the magistrate. I don't know. Than they do an imperial or a post imperial or. A thrawnish vibe. They give me more of like a they're rounded, right? Like the 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 imperial stuff is a lot more angular and sharp. The rebel stuff is a lot more rounded and smooth. But why do you assume that all bad guys are imperials? Because it's Star Wars. See now, my question I have Mon Mothma in this. Say say this is present time where this is in the Mando timeline. Shouldn't Mon Mothma look a little bit older? Yeah, I like that we're using the same actress. I like the continuation of that, you know, but like <clears throat> do you think they could have done something uh to make her look older, you know? Why does time why does everyone expect time in outer space to you know 
last the same or act, you know, apply as it does to humans on Earth. Well, we already had we already had a different actress play her in Return of the Jedi. If this is post Return of the Jedi, correct? Yes, she actually met with her in for this role. Yep. In, uh, what would that was that Revenge of the Sith or Rogue One? I think. And who's to say that this isn't a flashback or some sort of time hop back to the formation of the New Republic, where she is younger? You're right. <clears throat> because, I mean, we do have the world between worlds because that's going to come up here in about 30 seconds. Yeah. And Hayden Christensen is on the cast of this show as well. Mm -hmm. And also, Brent, I saw that. I think one of the guys from your, um, whatchamacallit, the, uh, the show from the uh, sequel trilogy is in this. Uh, there's someone in this trailer oh. from... Uh, from that animated show. Oh, Kaz's dad. Yeah, it was the one thing they were trying to make fun of. The four fans that are excited when they mentioned <laughs> Kaz's dad. Tearing whispers. And there he is. And this is my point, Brent. I mean, obviously Thrawn is an Imperial, right? But there's nothing in this area right here that screams. Right. That's Empire. true. This is this is very rounded and angular, very organic, more organic looking than anything imperial that we've seen. Okay, okay, okay. Could this be what it looks like inside a purgle looking out? No. He's not inside a darn purgle. Let's <laughs> return. Purgles the, don't have data data screens. Heir to the Empire. There you go. Yeah. That's nice. And if you go back to the last little blip there before Ahsoka, the shuttle, that looks like a Lambda shuttle, and that looks like the rounded front of those ships. You're right. You're right. It does look that like doesn't mean it, it's just a preview. It doesn't mean that they're connected. Right. Just because like... The because Hulk being in the Marvel, the <laughs> Infinity War trailer. But if you look at it. if you look at the um, the picture coming out of Thrawn, the Thrawn looks like he's in atmosphere somewhere, whereas this looks like it's in outer space. Well, it's like eight episodes; he can be in two different places. It doesn't That's mean that the same ship. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> As heir to the empire. See, that That's looks the ship. like that Thrawn was on. That's mm -hmm. the same ship, yeah. And who's this? Morgan. Isn't that the, isn't that the blonde? No. Uh, uh, no, she's got like some gray hair and a yeah, bonnet. This is the night sister. Oh, you're right. Yep. Who? That's the night sister. That's Morgan Elspeth. That's the magistrate. That? Oh, okay. Yeah, she was. Am I wrong? In that I thought they came out and said that she was a night sister. Don't know the epi Ahsoka episode of Mandalorian. She definitely has the look of a night sister with the the mark in the middle of her forehead and stuff, and the robes. So there's right. the world between worlds, isn't it? Looks like it. 
right? That's what I thought too. I like how it's got some, you know, some nice lighting there, like they were excavating <laughs> something. <laughs> right? Which is like where they put it into the Wally. Uh... <laughs> no, like uh the way they get to the world between worlds and rebels is they go to like archaeology and open it up through like archaeological right. stuff. So kind of like they what, were in rebels. Yeah. Now it, have you guys read the theories on this Balin character? Have you, have you yes. read any of the fan theories saying, Hey, maybe he's uh Anakin Skywalker in an alternate timeline where he uh, won against Obi-Wan and, and, uh, Ahsoka's running into him. I forget who said that. I saw it on Twitter. So, it's yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to buy in on that one yet. I I don't buy in on anything because everybody wants these world to be world world between worlds to be something that it's not going to be. Well, it is the world it's between totally worlds going to be uh, what anyone wants it to be. But they all have these major dreams of what it's going to be, and they're going to get shattered, and they're going to hate ben on Solo this series. Coming back. They're going to hate on this series, and it's going to get so tiresome to hear people whine that, my God, they have the world between worlds, and they could have just done this, and it would have been such a better series. <laughs> that no, looks like Praetorian slash Mando-ish like, shoulder pads. Like that yeah. looks like that looks Just like the pauldrons. But doesn't that look like the pauldrons that we've been seeing for the last couple of weeks in Mandalorian? Clonish, like, mm-hmm. almost like clonish armor yeah. as well. Yeah, this is some Dark Knight shit that he's got going on here because he's got like see, he's is- got the, the the shoulders. Look at his lightsaber hilt. I don't know if you guys can see. Kind of got like a little, you know, guard Ooh. at the top. Yeah. Hey. Are we talking lightsaber hilts? I'm loving it. Oh my god. I'm looking at all the hilts every time. I was looking at that girl's hilt too. I mean, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you are, it. Doc. Yeah, you're looking at her hilt, Doc. That girl's hilt. Uh-huh. She's got a nice looking hilt. Orange lightsaber spark. That Look was awesome. That. Now that's a laser sword. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I want Ahsoka's to look like, but maybe she just has her blades honed differently. Maybe that's a thing. Like, I don't know. Maybe or, I'm an idiot. Or maybe you caught the picture at the wrong time to where it didn't have this. Because you are talking about a three-dimensional. They always looked, her blades, just because they're white, there's just something off about them to me. I don't know why. It just doesn't have that look. Like, I, I honestly think the look of the older tech on the lightsabers is perfect. I don't think you ever need to change that, in my opinion. I think this is all intentional. The armor, the lightsaber, the ships, because in my opinion, all of this is coming from somewhere that's unknown, basically, to the galaxy. So it's going to look differently. may look mm-hmm. similar in some aspects, but it's going to be very foreign-looking because it essentially doesn't exist in Star Wars, if that makes sense. Are you saying it's new stuff, Alfie? New writing? No, it's not new yeah, writing. These... It's just coming from a new area. No, they're they're coming from a new area of the galaxy that hasn't been explored before. So the things okay. that these people have are going to look very foreign or you know almost alien to what we to what we're used to. It just like the color of the saber. I think that's intentional because 
he's they're not Jedi, they're not Sith, they're just dark. Interesting. They've been in a separate part of the galaxy where none of that matters. Plus, it's a good source of vitamin C. <laughs> I like to just chime in. Makes me, so much, <laughs> makes me feel so much better than being in charge. <laughs> I'm loving it. I can't even see you guys when I'm running this video, so it's really fun for me too, actually. Um, <clears throat> we've got Hera here with uh, some other pilots, I'm assuming. We've got that um, – there's that New Republic uniform on the guy to the right that we've seen uh, now in uh, – was it two episodes ago of The Mandalorian? When uh when we were back uh with uh, Doctor Pershing and Tim Meadows, <clears throat> pay for the worst. Now that looks like a lightsaber. Maybe I'm full of shit. Actually, I think you are. I think it's, <laughs> it's just the like it's just the angle of everything, dude. Just you, you caught it at the wrong time where it did look funky. It did. It did. Hey, I've been way out of it, but but by the way, that's the world between worlds again as well. So either this is the fight with Balin, or it's a different fight or a different trip to the world between worlds. Uh, did I see someone post? And if I'm way out of this, let me know that the lady playing Hera is actually Ewan McGregor's wife. Yes, that is true. So Obi Wan is married to Hera in real life. Yes, really. Okay. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. <laughs> Man. I'm trying to go back. To, I'm trying to catch a pause on that. Man, that, that is an awesome. <clears throat> oh, look at look at that pause right there. Look at Ahsoka with the foot up on the wall. We're going to see some cool stuff with this for live action. Man. From what I've read, and again, trust it if you want. Could just be a bunch of bullshit. But basically, this Master and Apprentice are thunder and lightning. He is going to be pure Kylo Ren overpowering, where she will be like just fast as lightning. I'm excited for it. The Jedi fell a long time ago. Now this just looks like a replay of the end of Rogue One right here. Which like that's obviously done on purpose, right? Like it, it came out that Filoni is the one who directed the end of Rogue One. Star Wars hallway scenes are amazing. We got one this week in Mandalorian. You're right. Always rock. I mean, this is basically also Mandalorian season two with Luke. Yep. <clears throat> and they had a bunch of concept art that had Plo Koon basically doing the same kind of thing in a hallway. This is a hell of a trailer. This is one of the, to be honest with you, like this is one of the best Star Wars trailers I've seen in a, in a long time. Lucasfilm knows how to cut a trailer. I'm sorry. Like they get, they have everything I have seen in trailer form has been fantastic, including Rogue Squadron. <laughs> Let it die. And there we have Ezra. That's our first shot of him. What do you guys think? Uh, what do you guys think about uh, seeing him in live action? Hopefully, it's more than a hologram. It's got to be. 
is this a hologram that's like a pre-recorded hologram or is, do you think this is a communication? Is this a, like, so is she going back and just rewatching something with Ezra in it? Or do you think this is Ezra reaching out? I'm going to throw my two cents in and say it's an old recording, like looking at a photo of somebody reminiscing, but then we'll see the real, real deal later on. I was just saying for this one specifically, I feel like it's like a photo or going back to the hologram so she could watch him so she could remember him. Which is a nice callback to Rebels because that was kind of Ezra's thing was he was, you know, had a thing for Sabine. And now that he's gone, you know, she really... I don't know if she's in love with them or just, you know, misses them, loves the idea of Ezra being there. But anyway. And uh, I did look it up. Morgan Elizabeth is one of the last survivors of Dathomir. And he left. Yeah, that, that does kind of look like she might just be looking at it to kind of remember him, you know. She's got a little graffiti on the walls and everything, though, which I think is pretty cool, you know, to see live action. Now, who are we fighting here? It looks like an Inquisitor, but I would agree. They would all be dead by now. Oh, is it going to be our girl from Clone Wars? Which you're going to have to narrow that down. Her pal that that turned on her. Barris. Paris, Alfie. I will say that um, there was something leaked from Funko, and there is a Barris Funko Pop that is coming out in the Ahsoka collection. So, whether she's a part of the show or that's just again, it could just be bull crap. So, who knows? <laughs> Now that was that's one of my favorite shots is her with the with Is the that a star lady. destroyer in the background? Oh yeah, in the top left corner. That looks like one under construction back there. That looks like the bridge. Cuz it's obviously some kind of shipyard. Did not notice that before. Good call. This is an awesome shot right here. That's a good one. Her just dropping down out of that ceiling. Oh. Perhaps it is time to begin again. Did anyone watch the extended trailer? No. I did not, you pirate. I, you know, I post things to our group chat and you guys don't even watch them. All right, the we're back. Extended trailer. If it was on trailer. Reddit, I couldn't. Oh, yeah, because you have one of those jitterbug phones. Uh, the extended trailer had Sabine using Ezra's lightsaber fighting the, uh, what was her name? Shin. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure. Shin Hati. Hati. That's a very fitting last name. 
All right. Well, we, I, I didn't expect to do that, but I'm glad we just hit that trailer like that. It was fun to kind of go over those little details. I really think that show is going to be awesome. And for a lot of people, it's going to be their first introduction to Ahsoka, really, other than what they've seen in The Mandalorian, because some people are just never going to watch the animated shows, even if you try to even if you try to tell them to do it. That's a good uh, point by uh, Squatch there, too. Perhaps it's time to begin again when, uh, yeah, it has to be about rebuilding the Jedi Order. Hmm. And I'm going to throw it out there. You guys know my love for the animated series, whether it's Clone Wars, whether it's Rebels, whether it's um, Resistance. Um, No, uh, I think think people are missing out if they're not at least taking the key points and the key arcs out of those series and mixing them in with with other parts of Star Wars. There's there's too much good stuff going on there that builds this up, in my opinion. I mean, seeing seeing Kanan Jarrus and what he does, if you haven't seen that, seeing Hera and Jason isn't as meaningful. Yep, definitely. Which I still need to finish Rebels, so I'll probably do that this week. I, uh, well, you just did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I'm, I know what's coming for Rebels, so like you know, I'm uh, maybe that might spoil some of the emotions for me, but um, you know, I just need to get through it, and yeah, that's that's one of those shows where like sometimes if there was a couple filler episodes, I would get sidetracked from the show and not keep going the next night you know like that's one thing but that was also part of me binging it after it's all come out so um what do you think guys you ready to hit some uh hit some mando talk uh, hit it you hit that trailer so uh do i need to have do i need to have the chart ready yeah yeah have the uh i don't know if joe has seen that you gotta bring that back up again alfie you got you we we have the Brent sarcasm equals freaking awesome chart. <laughs> I mean, it just took me out of it. I don't know. I just that uh... that took a lot of work. <laughs> it's a good chart. I really like it. Um, so it's, it, it, it's it's akin to the crazy hot chart, which I think is an awesome connection as well. Yes, Vicky Mendoza crazy hot scale. Yes. Well, let's uh, let's go around the board and uh, just talk about what you guys thought about that episode, and you know, let, let's just let, let's just hit on whatever. Let's let's talk about it because there was a lot to take in for that episode. So, uh, whoever wants to start, go for it. You guys can, you know, we'll we'll start with Alfie. Actually, Alfie, you set it off. All right. Well, I mean, I'm pretty biased here, so as I've been saying this whole season, I don't get why people don't have are down on this season. More Mandos flying around doing Mando crap. You know, I, I really liked it. I think it was a nice setup uh, for a, a really great finale. Uh, had the first five minutes that really answered a crap ton of questions and really uh, moved the, a lot of stories forward, not just in Mando. Kind of filling in some gaps here with the sequel trilogy or maybe not even filling in gaps, but just setting up a little bit more of the story leaving some breadcrumbs. I, it really makes Moff Gideon into a much better villain. Um, I really liked the episode. I can't wait to see the next one. 
And I'm I just have to bring it up because I know Brent loves some toy talk. Uh, I do not understand why you would not be trying to capitalize on this episode. There's at least four figures that if you had a Mando display at every Target and you stocked those shelves Friday, they'd be gone. I would agree with you on that. If you can put an IG-12 with a baby Grogu in the middle of it, tell me a kid who's not going to want that toy, right? Especially if you can press a button to make it say yes or no all the time. I, I think <laughs> yeah. that would be absolutely fantastic. Tell me um, what collector's not going to want that. Uh, Moff Gideon, the Beskar Stormtrooper, the Praetorian Guard, uh, the dilapidated Mandos. Did anybody else? Well, I'm a big old Marvel comic guy, but the ship reminded me directly of the early Marvel comics in 78 yes. or so uh, with, with Luke on an adventure in a world where they were using ships uh, like that. So really love that callback. It's the first thing I noticed. There wasn't much that I didn't like about this episode. Um, having having Muff Gideon obviously back, seeing the different Imperial warlords, seeing Paleon, mentioning Thrawn, all those things, the 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 shadow, I'm blanking the word, the shadow council, council all drawbacks from the EU. And uh, then you go and see the great action. You see them get trapped and ambushed. The the as uh, Finn and Poe would say, they fly now. Hmm. That was about 30 years before Finn and Poe said they fly now. So obviously, it hasn't gotten out to everybody that they fly now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it brought everything together. And it really makes me interested to see what the finale is going to be all about, what they're going to wrap into it. They don't know that they fly because Paz took them out. Paz went to town on those guys. I don't think a lot of them died, though. I think it was I mean, more just the impact of his heavy blaster. I don't know. I, now, some like, of them he killed. And if yeah, you go back he, and watch it, then I love that the Mando started aiming for the gaps in the armor as mm -hmm. soon as they realized they had Beskar. I saw a lot of shots towards the, the neck area, actually, where right where the helmet meets the armor on the chest plate. Like I saw a lot of sparks around this area. I mean, he pushed the ones off the sh off the off the ledge, but is that really going to kill them? Because they have jetpacks. They, yeah, that was the first thing I thought was like, why didn't he fly away? He has a jetpack. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's got a big one too, and he's got limited fuel on that jetpack. We're talking about fuel consumption, Alfie. Yeah, I know it's it's Star Wars logic. <laughs> I know it's it's actually any action TV or right. action movie TV series logic. Um, let's see, you guys. You guys, let's see. What can I say? Um, the sheer number of Mandos I was not expecting. The the size of the fleet. Okay, so when they were on Jack Black Lizzo Planet, I didn't think they were that many. So they show them, and I didn't. I didn't process. I saw the Imperial cruiser. Or what is that? Uh, Aganti or no? I didn't think they had so many Gazantes. I think they had like five or six Gazantes, as well as the light cruisers. Are you are you surprised that I can throw out the name of one of the Imperial ships there? I'm liking you that. Took a, you, liking took a, you took a step back. You know how I know that? I play Armada, and those are Gazantes from Armada. <laughs> so it's one, it's the tabletop world of Star Wars helps me out. Full now, circle. Uh, like there's a name given. 
there's a name given to those light cruisers too, but I can't think of it off the top of my head right yeah, now. You know when, you yeah. know when Brent's throwing out knowledge to us, we actually are in the world between worlds. This is absolutely <laughs> true. No, like so, watching them fly over tomorrow was impressive. Watching them fly to Mandalore was impressive. That was a beautiful shot. When they came out of hyperspace of Love Mandalore was gorgeous. That was awesome. And I I was like, wow, that's cool. And I just didn't know that there were that many on that that were following Axe. It felt like there were a ton more following Axe than the ones that were in the culvert. Go ahead. I think that could probably be easy easily explain that they weren't all necessarily there down on the planet. They were out doing side jobs that actually yeah. sent them out to. Okay. Puts a call out, you know, but there's a ton of them like that. Where, was a lot. where were the bombers? Were they off separate somewhere as well? The bombers with which the, bombers like at the beginning of the last Jedi were all the bombers somewhere yeah. during this part. <laughs> You mean like the day before when they needed bombers and they didn't yeah, have any? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Thank you. We have them the next day. <laughs> Brent is just shaking his head. Um, so those are the things that I thought were absolutely beautiful. And then I'm sorry. I think if I wasn't doing it because it was at six o'clock in the morning when I was watching it. But I think I've literally jumped for joy when I saw the Praetorian Guard. They mentioned them, and then they walk around the corner like little badasses that they are. And they're carrying their little uh, vibro swords and vibro nunchucks and vibro axes. And they have Mandalorian helmets. And the Praetorian Guards that are guarding Snoke don't. Because I went back and watched, I was like, do they have, did I miss that? Did I miss no. that they were Mandalorian helmets? But they have Mandalorian helmets here. And I thought that was Dope. awesome. That was f- awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, some some uh, guy, I don't know who he is, but he sent me a, a, an image of those uh, helmets a long time ago, way before this show came out. <laughs> don't know his name at all. But uh, I saw those helmets a long time ago sitting on like a uh, card table somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it, that's the thing, too. Like I keep saying, you don't know if it's real or not. I mean, they were sitting in a bucket on a card table. You're like, there's no way this is in the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, actually, yeah, that this is it right here. Um, I liked also because I'm a secret trilogy guy, you know, um, I like I believe I got my first sequel trilogy alien when they were squeezing the fruit mm-hmm. um when grogu was playing around that's a sequel trilogy alien that was selling the fruit and that was a fruit i can't think of the name of the Mallow. fruit right now it's Mallow from Rome. uh it's from uh rebels. rebels yeah yeah also in this episode we got another bad baby bad baby no squeeze baby <laughs> bad baby Oh, from uh, from, Babu, uh, Fricks. Babu Fricks, the yeah. Fricks family or whatever. Yeah. See, it is the worst thing that I have a baby right now because I say that ever since the first time he said that to Grogu when he goes, bad baby, I say that all the time now to my child. <laughs> when she's like, you know, like when the baby's getting into stuff at home, I'm just like, no, bad baby, bad baby. 
So for those that want to know where the crazy hot meter came from or the, the, Dy- the Dykeman sarcasm meter, the Brent sarcasm meter, um, there it is. What is it? Mala, Malarunin or whatever. So um, you were right. You were right. Melu so, run. Melu, Melu run, run, run. Melu run, run. So um, <laughs> when, the movie, when the show came out, we finally all watched it. Uh, I said that it, was, it, it took me out of it because there was a sentence – and there was a real world colloquialism that did. And I was looking for a nitpick just because of how good the episode was. Uh, when he looked at Ray uh, Grogu and said, are you all right? Or like he said, are you cool? Are you all right? I was like, oh, come on. There could have been a better statement uh, when he was trying to check on Grogu when they were running in the cavern. But that's about it. I really I'm, I have really no complaints for this. This is. This was a lot of fun from beginning to end. Um, yeah. And like the whole intrigue about the spies, I don't know. Let me figure out, let, like, let that be. I, I know that's part of the speculation and people get happy about that and have, have fun having the rampant speculation. When I watched the episode, and this has happened for the last three weeks because it's so early in the morning, it just said chapter 29 or 24. It didn't have the title The Spies. So I didn't even know that it was titled The Spies. Does anybody else have that issue on Disney Plus if you watch it early in the morning? Well, they yeah. always keep the, they always keep the title, but it depends on if you skip intro. Because if you don't skip intro, well no, actually at one point when at one point when the Mandalorian theme plays, I think it did go boom boom and then show The Spies on the screen. I think it did say that at one point. So I'm talking about when I'm clicking on the the show. Oh, they always just, keep that. Yeah. Yeah. It's always so chapter. It's always chapter. And then when I come back later this evening in the evening I, and watch it again, it'll have the name of it. So right in the morning when they drop it, it doesn't even have the name of the, of the show. They, it's even that case at nighttime as well. I, I kind of like that because I, I, I think it sends the viewer into it just to be like, what are we in for? It's just another chapter, yeah. you know? I, I then, think everyone is thinking way hard on this spy thing. I, you know, I, it's to me, it just means Moff Gideon. He's the spy. He is literally an ISB officer. And then the opening shows you he's really spying on the other Imperials more than anything. He's spying on everybody, right? Like right. he's yeah. he's he's the guy that's got tentacles all over the place, right? Oh, and none of the other Imperials have any idea what he is doing about with like the Beskar stormtroopers or the cloning or where I, I don't even think they know that he's on Mandalore. Okay, so you okay? So so you're calling them Beskar stormtroopers? I want to have a minor bone to pick with you, okay? Because I don't think I I. I don't think they're troopers, but I do think they're troopers. And I'm confused because here's why I don't think they're troopers. When he walks through the Phantom Menace energy shields at the beginning of the Mm -hmm. uh, to go into his little secret uh, meeting, they're standing dead still better than Stormtrooper, like almost like they're dead droids, powered off droids. That's what I thought. They look like dark troopers standing there just painted white. But if you watch, they have flight suits on underneath. And they're wearing cloth underneath their armor. And they taught they that when they were getting hit with see, they I were the making noise. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had the same theory as Brent. I'm like, these are these are another like upgraded version of dark troopers that almost look human because he was walking through that 
room, which was throwback to Duel of the Fates, in my opinion, when Obi-Wan is stuck between the walls. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, they were just sitting there completely still. Why would any dude in a suit be sitting there? You got to go to the bathroom at some point, right? Like, geez, you can't sit there that long. It's just same as the poor guys on the Death Star that have to stand next to that little controller thing with no safety rail. There we go. Alfie, are you a non-believer in the armor? Yeah, I no, I don't do that at all. I don't think the armor is a spy. You don't think she's bad? No. I think she's a Mandalorian that doesn't talk, and everybody, because she doesn't talk, she creates intrigue, and everybody wants there to be something deeper than what there is. Right, and the thing about the season is one of the thing that leads people to think she's a spy is because she's flipped in her beliefs. Yeah. Which can easily be explained as in, you know, that when the founding of the children of the watch, they never thought the freaking mythosaur was going to come back. So they had, you know, no reason to assimilate back into Mandalorian culture because it's never coming back. We don't have to worry about, you know, a new era of Mandalore, but now it did. And the only way to really create a new era of Mandalore, just like Bo-Katan has kind of done the same thing this season, is to flip her beliefs into that everyone needs to come together. Yes, we may be more rigid and follow the old ways, but still, that's not going to get us anywhere. We've been living in a cave forever. We've been living in sewers. If we want to rebuild our society, we have to do it together as Mandalorians, regardless of what we believe or who we follow. Which was shown in that uh, little chess match uh, with uh, Paz Vizsla and um, Axe Wolves. Wolves. Yeah, that's when Grogu used the no. That was really, I'll say I was surprised by that, actually. Because I thought thought something bad was going to happen, which something bad does happen. Like, how long have they been driving that ship on that planet just to have this freaking monster come and just destroy that ship? Like... So go back. I'm glad that Bo let it happen, though, too, right? It's one of those things. um, I'm going to go back to my brother and I fight all the time. When we were younger, we would always fight. We would always fight. And my mom would break it up. And then eventually one time she's like, no, I'm going to stand here. Go at it. Fight each other. I want to see it. Hit him. Fight. And we didn't touch each other from that point forward. But she, like, you know what I mean? Like the reverse psychology or just the fact that, like, she knows that it's a pissing contest. Right. And you have to get it out of your system. Correct. And she's a lot, because that's kind of what the Mandalorians do. Like both sides, whether you're covenant or your death watch, you got to prove who's better, who's stronger. It's just that part of the game. But then you have Grogu step in and he's like, you know what? Stop. And they stopped. Yeah. So I really liked all of that symbolism. I liked all of that stuff. Um, and even like the fact that Bo's like, you've taught him well. And he's like, that wasn't me. So, yeah, that was cool. That was cool to see. One thing I really liked about this episode, and I'm not going to try to get too into it because I'll know mess it up. And then somebody will just get mad. But the whole like landing on Mandalore and then going to the forge was had so much like. Uh, I would say like Old Testament symbolism in it. You know, the fact that they were walking, you know, two by two, kind of like Noah's Ark, you know, they're going to replant this world. Uh, the, I think there was, there's 13, so it would be like the 12 tribes of Israel returning to Jerusalem 
plus the 13th lost tribe uh the jesus piece of uh seriously of, two levels jesus sorry yeah <laughs> i don't want to get too deep into it because i don't want to mess something up but i think if you really watch this it had a lot of that you know returning to their homeland kind of old testament symbolism in it yeah that's that's definitely some interesting stuff i mean i know they that's play golf club stuff <laughs> that was good thank you yeah so i mean we're uh we're pretty much at the end of this now where din is uh now captured by moff gideon why wouldn't he just kill him i mean i know he can't kill him because he's the star of the show but i mean it just <laughs> can you be any more of a typical villain what are you going to put him in like a room with, you know, you know, some elaborate Moth uh, can't help himself. Moth has to, he's going to have to monologue. There is, there is nothing a bit said. Moth, you sly dog. You caught me monologuing, didn't you? <laughs> Moth Gideon screams a monologue. There, there's never, you're going to have to get a monologue from him. Everything about his character screams monologuer. Absolutely. But I yeah. thought it, it was really interesting too, his whole monologue about taking the best parts from different societies and merging them together. So you can make Snoke? Wouldn't Snoke have already been made by now? I don't know. It sounds like it sounded like at the very beginning that that's what I there, there was allusions to that's what Hux is doing, right? Because Hux right. is the one who sends the Praetorian Guard. Hux is the one who sends him the TIE Interceptors. Hux is the one who sends him the Bombers. And there's an allusion to, like, Hux is the cloner. And he's like, that's what you care about is the cloning and your obsession with cloning. So he used the term, was it Necromancer? Yes. Yeah, what? So Necro is meaning death. So right. Necromancer I, I, would bring someone back from, back the, dead. from the dead. Yeah. So... All leading right up to somehow Palpatine returned. Right. I just really get the feeling that no one has any idea that Gideon is doing this. And whatever clones he's trying to make, they they have no idea. Which is why I thought, okay, this is where I go back to the stormtroopers. There is a part. They might be so bad at their job because they are part like they are bad clones. Because he walked past cloning vats, and there were so many of them that there's a part of me that feels like they. And he said in there something that triggered, they are a part of me, or they have me in them, or I'm that, them. There is some way that he said it, and I don't know the exact wording. He said the best upgrade to this armor is that it has me in it. Okay. Which. Again, we could look at it two ways. I agree with you. He could take it to mean that his troopers are cloning them, or but I took it as he's inside the dark trooper armor because he was specifically talking about the armor that he was wearing. Interesting. Go ahead that and is... read it, sir, since you put it up there. Yeah, Dr. Squatch saw a theory that Gideon is trying to bring Maul back from the dead. No part of me believes it, but I guess they got that from their helmets and the historical connection. I mean, there's definitely meaning to the horns on his helmet. There's no doubt about that. And that figure looks bad ass. Well, I'm saying that figure because I'm already picturing the Black Series figure sitting on the shelf with him in that armor. 
I mean, I could just kit bash you one, but it'd only be about an inch and a half in size because they have a Moff Gideon, and I can buy a Moff Gideon. Size matters, I need it to be bigger. <laughs> and buy some Mandalorian helmets and just paint it up, like because that that's an easy kit bash, and I'm sure somebody's gonna have it done soon. Oh, oh okay. I, I'm gonna throw this out so the people that are watching will have the conversation along with you. I think you guys think I'm crazy, but I think there's something to this. When they were on the pirate ship, the old remnant Mando pirate ship, and Bo was talking about the Darksaber and about how the Darksaber was... Casca Reeves really wants to say something. And she shuts her down. And then during the end scene, Moff is like, give me back, give me... You know who's the rightful owner of the Darksaber. I don't think she's telling the truth to anyone about what actually happened with that Darksaber. I think she lost it in combat, and she's trying to say she surrendered. I think Gideon took it from her, and she's embarrassed. I think the opposite. Which I... Then what, I, I was what Costco to, then what was Costco wanting to say? And why would she shut her down so quick? I think Costco was going to tell the grand story that Bo had told all of them about how she fought Moff Gideon and lost and what she'd done to try to protect them or, you know, you know, whatever outlandish story she told them originally. And the truth is, is that she actually just gave it to him. She did what Mandalorians are not supposed to do, and that's surrender. saying i would agree yeah i don't know this bow does not seem like the bow is lying right now she seems like a come full circle i'm gonna be a good guy you know maybe i'm wrong maybe what well, maybe i'll find out i'm wrong this at the end of this season here because there's yeah. a lot of stuff talking about that it's going to be devastating which like i can't i i i now now everybody online ever since um <clears throat> brandon wayne posted that uh, story on his Instagram saying like you're not ready for what's going to happen it's going to be horrible like everyone's like what the hell is going to happen like is Din going to die is Grogu going to die like what the hell is going to happen there right I, and- I have a feeling it's going to be more betrayal is what I'm thinking that we're going to see from someone somewhere I'm thinking betrayal but I, I don't know if it'll most more so be death I don't know and Brent I don't really get you know Moff Gideon say that it belongs to him because he got beat fair and square by Din Djarin. That's true. But, and so this is the whole transfer, uh, what is it, transitive property of addition multiplication. If it wasn't his to lose, like, who... <laughs> who actually had it did, didn't rightfully take it from him if it wasn't, like... Are you following what I'm trying to say? Like, if it, yeah, because if, if she what, surrendered the, it to him, right? Is it really who's who is the one that is? If she surrendered it to Sabine? him, then he's not the right one. Then he didn't win it in ritual combat. Right. So it still belongs then, so, to Sabine. So it still belonged to somebody else. 
or so it could belong to him because he beat her in ritual combat. So he knows it and Bo knows it because she runs and cuts a hole in the wall with it and everybody leaves everybody out, which she should have done enough. (laughs) But if he knows that much, he would know that Sabine gave it to her. So I think he knows it. He knows Sabine in the episode two at the very end. He said, it's not yours because it was given to you. So he knew that Sabine gave her that. He know I think he knows that it's his because he got it from her in Ritual Combat. I think there's mm. some sort of not telling the truth, and Casca knows and was being shut down. Again, I'm okay with being wrong, but there was yeah, something I mean, about I, there, there was something about that interaction that makes me think that there's something more there. There's definitely something more there. I took it one way, and you're taking another, and I yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly thought she was going to be cutting the wall on the opposite end. I thought she was going to be cutting it and going after Din and trying to save him, which obviously she's going to. But, like, I, I don't know. Just in that moment, I, I I thought they maybe had a chance to try to take on some of those guys. Like, what is it about Din that, that Moff Gideon would want out of him, other than the fact that he's our main character, obviously? Like, his Grogu. Grogu. His DNA. Django Fett made some pretty badass clones. I think Din Djarin would too. You're right. Wow. He also wants Grogu. Right. He still wants if Grogu. If he has Din Djarin, he knows, he knows eventually Grogu's going to come after him. Absolutely. That's why I think that that's why he's keeping aside from the monologue, because that's true. He's like, he's going to be a monologue and you probably should just kill him. But the other reason would be was for Grogu to come so I can capture Grogu because he wants the M count. Right. And then you have just like what he said, you'd have a Mandalorian to clone and you'd have a Jedi to clone. A clone Jedi Mandalorian, that would be badass. Yeah, that would be insane actually. <clears throat> who um who do we think will be the big big surprise, the big show up in the last episode of the season? We had Luke um what, season two, right? We had was it Gideon was showing the dark saber at the end of season one? Yeah, it was right. just the dark saber. It wasn't really because he showed up before then. Yeah. So we had the dark saber. Then we had Luke. Any thoughts on who could show up at the I end think of the season? The blue squadron will show up. Who's the blue squadron? The new Republic guys. Or I think he I, even refers to himself as Delphi squadron. Travis. Yeah. The Canadian comedian. Canadian comedian. Yes. <laughs> I agree, bro. That would be nice. But I also kind of like Moff Gideon. I want to keep him around for a little bit longer. He once Theron shows up, he's gone. He better have an epic death. I'll say that because I love Juan Carlo Esposito. I think he's a fun actor. And as you guys have said, he's cooking right now. Whatever he's yeah. doing, he's 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 making moves. Like he's he's got some stuff brewing on his own. I think it would be great with the way that they're setting up the new Republic as being so inept and, you know, just this ungodly amount of bureaucracy. If, because like, um, uh, was it Steve Kent? The guy who was on our show said today, how does all this happen? And the main characters don't know about it. Wouldn't it be great if the squadron shows up, saves the day and then, Carson has to fill out all this paperwork about what happened 
and it just ends up on someone's desk that never gets read and never becomes a part of the main story because the New Republic sucks so bad. Goes to Hassian Prime and gets blown up from the right. it, the the whatever it's called. The planetary weapon. Star killer base. There you go. I mean, I know my <laughs> Star Wars, but I don't know my Star Wars, if that makes sense. Um, so another quick question. This is just a kind of a goober question. Since when do probe droids have two-way communication? I thought they just recorded and sent information back to the motherships. Maybe no, we nobody needed two-way communication yet. Maybe they could always do it, but nobody ever needed to do it. That's true. Yeah, because your iPhone can do a lot of things that you never actually use it for. Yeah, yeah, they modded them. Maybe, maybe, maybe the same uh, mods from uh, Kenobi series uh, modded the probe droids. You never know. You know, Mm, the mods they mod (laughs) humans, but now they're gonna mod probe droids. It was cool to see the probe droid and hear the probe droid, though. I'm just, I was like, I was being gooberish with that one, but yeah. So uh, I know you were. I think we kind of like hit a bunch of the major points of this. I have no clue what's going to happen in this finale, which is something that I like. I love when I don't know what's going to happen. You know, it's, and that's why, like, this last episode is a pure example of why people needed to just chill out on this show and just let it build up because where we got to this point of the uh, army building and changing of the Mandalorians needed to happen for us to get to this point. Like they have a fleet. Now that fleet was built over these episodes, Bo-Katan and Mando's relationship changed over these episodes. Bo-Katan's views changed. They wouldn't be in this position without Bo-Katan being where she is right now. So, like, it all it all works together. Uh, do you think we'll see Pedro Pascal helmet off this episode? Because he has always shown his face on the final episode of the season. I think so. I agree. Yeah. I, I've seen some theories, too. Maybe they're going to wipe his mind, which, like, that's, like, that's crazy, too. That would be sad because that's what Moff Gideon's apparently cooking right now with the, the, uh, the mind player. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't Moff Gideon. That was the, uh, new Republic. uh, Yeah, that's true, but I don't know. (laughs) That was a watered down version of what the empire uses. Yeah. The empire lady just happened to, set it to empire mode instead yeah didn't they mention they mentioned something like almost how he kind of set up uh what's his name to be mind flayed in it you know like it's like he's work it's like he's working the new republic himself basically and he's just chilling by himself on this planet building an army is he always on the planet though so i think here's the question that i have too because supposedly you're not supposed to be able to get communications off the planet of mandalore so does, is it possible that he's also what the fact that I make these noises because though like that's my like stupid internet traffic chatter. People it's a good, that it's a good internet voice. I like it. But you're not supposed to be able to get your communications off of Mandalore. So is there any, there's nothing saying that when he was having the conversation with the shadow council that he was on Mandalore, there was nothing in that picture that would look like he was in a stone surrounded building or a bunker like he had. There's a possibility he could still be off world somewhere else. Am I wrong? 
Yes, out. Alfie, how am I wrong? You're not necessarily wrong. Okay. Except the Mandalorians haven't been back since they left. So Correct. you could you could make the argument that he's been there for a long ass period of time and has overcome that challenge. Okay. Or he comes and goes because he's made that building right. and he has people he's there got a, a shuttle and he just goes up into space and he comes that and goes whenever he needs whenever he needs to do something right. or whenever he's trying to do something because i mean there's a possibility that because when you have the what is it the uh force awaken not force awakens the uh phantom menace power things that was on mm-hmm. that was on a ground-based system you know but it doesn't say that it couldn't be in some sort of space shuttle right or that like, like i'm saying Bo-Katan's been there twice in 20 years or whatever. If he's been there for amount of years, he's probably overcome the situation and adapted to it and created some new technology. You know, this, he's gone tech on it. This is also why there were like 30 or 40 tie interceptors that came after Bo-Katan and didn't win. And didn't need a capital ship. And didn't, yeah, where they came from because they came from a planet away. Right. Well, hey, as we as, as we just real did quick, you guys like to... that the tie interceptors hung like bats? Was that not badass? It was weird, but oh, cool. And then and then they were, when they release them, they're gonna drop them and then they're gonna fly up just like a bat oh. would fly off too. That's so cool. The new Lego set of them is incredible. I can't wait to buy that. That's one I'm buying immediately. I, I was just gonna throw out there as a reminder with the finale next week. T Bob, who couldn't make the 200th episode because he. Forgot. He's dead to me. Um, has He's planned to be to for the finale with us next week. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. I, we're, we're, I'm ready to uh, wrap it here. Honestly, guys. I mean, we could probably talk about the theories on this ne- next episode all night. Like, it, there, there's there's a lot that could happen. And to me, that's a sign of a good show when you're going into the series finale. And you're sitting there thinking, what the F is going to happen? Boba Fett's going to drop in on that Rancor. (sighs) I think Wave 1 is showing up. I really do. I think we're going to hear that engine buzzing in. I I think he's What what ship? Uh, The the fire Slave (laughs) 1. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) It just comes out. I'm just so used to that name. It's fine. I was being (laughs) But I think he is showing up. I really do. Okay. I want so, that to happen. So you uh, want Boba? You want Finnick? Do you want Finnick with him? Absolutely. Fennec's, uh they're the, they're like the only two Funkos and Qui Gon that I. Have. I just I, want the Mando I, Bros back. The, I, the, yeah, he's got to save his bro. He knows something. He's he's out there in the galaxy. He knows something's going on. He he needs to help him out. All right. So, how far is Mandalore from Tatooine? It doesn't matter. I was gonna say it space matter. wizards, man. <laughs> well, the 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 news would matter. The hollow net news and how quickly he finds out. He's just gonna be like something. He's a crime wrong. lord. He's got his ear to the ground. Yeah. He's got feelers out there. Yeah, he's got what 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 is uh, the name of him now? He's not what Daimyo what title. Yeah, Daimyo. I'm, I'm Daimyo. I, I, I sense my brother is in trouble. I'm going. Yeah, and he's just gonna be out. And he's going to go help him out. So that's what's going to happen. The force is going to tell him to go. We better see that damn Rancor. 
not Rancor, sorry, Mythosaur. We better see that damn Mythosaur. Yeah, and that's what Dr. Squatch said earlier. Do you think they're going to bring it out this season, or do you think they're going to hold off on it a little bit? 100%. The Rancor will show. Sorry, I just had to. <laughs> All right, Steve. Try to do your best, Steve, huh? All right, well, I, I've given my pretty much final thought. So what I want to do is I want to wrap it around the horn and I want Joe to close us out because this was kind of fun to be sitting in the pilot seat and have Joe in the group and just throwing his thoughts out there. So I want Joe to do his usual wrap up of the show. This is going to be the last you're going to hear from me for tonight. I can't wait for the finale of the season. We're going to go Alfie, Brent and Joe, you guys throw out your final thoughts. I just want to say that I love this show to death. I don't want it to end. I hate that it's going to finalize in a movie because that means it will be over at some point. Uh, my prediction for the, the last episode, I think one that Grogu will use the dark saber and two that the Mandalorian teaching him how to navigate the galaxy. I think he will be the one to go recruit help. I better see the mythosaur. I, I want to. I want to. You're going to see the mythosaur. I want to see the mythosaur. I want to see the mythosaur take out the tie tie interceptors and tie bombers, and have it have that battle. I want to see the pterodactyls come back. Because why else would you keep the pterodactyls? <clears throat> and um, last point I'm going to make is, I think this last episode is going to set up one thing that drives me batshit crazy about Star Wars other than fuel usage and that's going to be shields because i i do not understand how shields work in star wars and this fleet these tie interceptors are going to wipe out the fleet or whatever in a matter of seconds and don't all the ships have shields like how do shields work why do they never like the last jedi the 17 star destroyers couldn't you know destroy one shield but now a tie interceptor is probably going to cause all kinds of problems All right. Okay. On to Joe. So I do enjoy Brooke Shields. Um, I'm not sure of any other shields that, that I'm Captain really America into. Shield? Captain America Shield. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a very good thing. My windshield driving without that would be terrible. Tire shield? Isn't um, that a product that you get at the car wash? I don't even know. Um, it's been great to be a guest. Uh sorry I was late. I've had I was doing a lot of work and had some things to take care of. Uh, I was talking to some Aussies to take care of some business. And uh, so thank you, D-Doc, for running the show. Love what you guys do. Um, got to catch it on the side while I was working. So I was glad to hop in. I know I wasn't a part of the um, discussion of what happened in Celebration, but I will say I came away from Celebration very, very much in a positive mood about the way things are going um, I do think we're going to see those three movies make it. I'm going to throw my my hat in the ring and say those three movies, no matter what else, are going to make it. Because if they don't, this thing's going to go into a dumpster pretty quick. So these three have to make it. Um, and I love that they're using D-Doc's plan of bringing the Avengers of the Star Wars universe together into a movie to culminate all these stories. Um I think there's a lot of good, a lot more positive than negative out there. Um, and, you know, it's just it's just really great. And, and I'm so excited that I didn't have to run it after doing that 
200th episode marathon and uh, my voice wasn't there anyway. So uh, thank you guys for doing that. Thanks to all of our listeners, our followers. Thanks for just being a part of what we do. And uh, we'll have this posted pretty soon and we'll be ready to go with T-Bob next week for the Mandalorian finale. Until next week, may the force be with you.